All right, we yeah. got uh, we got the man Cole Bennett. We've been talking about doing this for a while, right? We've been going back and forth for like a few months, maybe like a year or something. But we wanted to have you on for a while because we just like you know being in the the business world and entertainment and stuff. It's just like it's cool to sit down with someone like you who's just like really built like such an incredible like business and just your whole production company with Lyrical Lemonade. It's fucking it's inspiring for us too. So it's sick Thank that so much. We're yeah. in your house, right? Uh yes, this is my the reactor. Yeah, yeah, it's dope, man. So is this... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, where where did it where did it all start? Like, when were you first like, man, I want to make videos. I want to be in this this world. Um, well, I, I grew up loving hip hop music, and then uh, as I got into high school, I found the cinema and film, and I was like, how do I, you know, blend these two passions together? And uh, I took my mom's camera. That um, can you hear me? Okay, right here. I took my mom's camera uh, that she would like her photo camera that she would use to take like family photos and you know and it had a video setting on it and uh, I had one of my friends make a song I was like oh, you make a song and I'll do a music video for it and we recorded the song in my in my garage on GarageBand and uh, yeah I did a music video for it and I had so much fun and I kept doing more and then so what age what age did you start though sixteen sixteen what okay. what you edited on the first video iMovie iMovie oh yeah. shit. Yeah. No. yeah. no Windows Movie Maker ever? No, no. Strictly you've been on the Apple? Been on Apple, nice. yeah. That's dope. What, what then, year was that? Uh, well, I started Lyric Lemonade in 2013 um, when I was 17 years old, but I started shooting videos for fun uh, a year or two before that. I believe it was 2012. And uh, you're from Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, but this was in Plano, so about an hour outside of Chicago, and I've lived in Chicago for the past nine years. Yeah, I saw uh, you came up on Chief Keef. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite album, Finally Rich? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love Finally Rich. So did you like the drill rap, like the hard stuff? or? I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And I actually, I shot drill videos for a while too. So um, I, I, I love drill scene. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago rap scene's crazy. Yeah. But what, 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 so what got you into it though? Why were you like, you wanted to do it? You just. I just loved it. I don't know. I, I looked at the Chicago music scene as a world of its own. And, you you know, there's so much untouched talent and this undiscovered talent and I was like I want to be a part of this and I want to just keep exploring it and I don't know it was just it was yeah. a passion was, when did, when did know you know you were good at like it when did you know you were good at making videos um I still you know every day I'm like am I you know I'm, I'm trying to get better but I I think the, the moment I noticed that it was something and things were, were working is when I started to uh show people it and they they were actually impressed. You know, when you first show someone something, yeah. and like your 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 friends, they'll be nice to you. And when I when I noticed like a real compliment uh, on my work, and like I noticed a true reaction, that was when I was like, okay, this is this is something that I might might be skilled at. How long were you doing it before you got that real compliment? Um, I don't know, probably like three, four years. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure I got compliments before that felt real. Um. I don't know. It's a difficult question. Yeah. Well, yeah. who was like the first big name where you're like, holy fuck, this guy fucks with my shit? Um, I remember Quavo reached out to me in 2016. And this is like when the Migos were on top of the world. Yeah. I'd only been doing underground videos at that time. I was like, wow. Like he DM'd you or some yeah, shit? Yeah, he DM'd me uh, to work on something. And uh, that was... You know what video he saw or like what? He saw this video I did. Uh, we saw a famous Dex video and they, he saw this Alan Kingdom video. who was this artist from the Midwest. Um, I'll never forget when, because I sh ended up shooting a video with Migos a few months later. Um, it never came out, but uh, I remember him showing uh, Offset and Takeoff like this video I did. And I, it was so crazy the video that he was showing them. It was like a video that no one really had saw, 
Yeah. So him showing them like showed me that he was really tapped in with what I was doing, which is cool. Is it is it true that you won't shoot videos unless you post them on your channel? Yeah. Weren't weren't the Migos some people who, that they wanted it on theirs and they the label didn't want you to have it on your uh, channel? I never got that far in the process uh, no. to know what that would would have been like because the video didn't end up coming out. But I was gonna fight for it to be on the channel regardless. There's been a couple videos that, that didn't live on the channel like throughout the years. I did a Wiz Khalifa video with Gucci a few years ago that I like I had to do it for my childhood self, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that didn't go on the channel. So there's been a couple that that didn't. But yeah, over the last couple years nothing back back in the day were you just like shooting music videos or were you fucking around with any other type of videos um well i i took this multimedia uh class in high school and i would do uh like like little skits and things of that nature um like funny shit yeah like funny like youtube shit. type shit yeah like youtube stuff but it was like okay. for school projects and, and, and things so it, like i never put it out and then um i did a documentary on the chicago hip-hop scene um when i was in college not for college purposes but just while i was in school that was like five years ago i did a short film like six years ago so i've, I've definitely explored in different different areas and i want to get into like more long-form narrative but music stuff. videos is that thing that just like kind of popped for you like back yeah, in the that, day too that's right? what worked yeah so i know i did that too like the pranks thing was like just what kind of worked for us but yeah. like we were shooting all sorts of shit, like serious shit. Exactly. So that, that's cool that you, you did that. You got to tell people too, because I, I watched something that you did on the Famous Dex, like the whole story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like oh, yeah. gave you one night to do a whole video and that was like your test or some shit. Yeah. The first video I did with Dex, um, we shot it and he was like, let's drop it the next day. And I remember being so excited to shoot this video because uh, I just knew it was going to be a really special moment. And uh, he's like, let's put it out tomorrow. And I remember staying up all night and editing this video. And I actually had class the next morning, an editing class, funny enough. And I missed it and uh, got the video done. But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of crazy turnaround time. So you went to like film school? I, I studied digital cinema at DePaul University for uh, a semester. And you dropped out? Yeah. What was it like, like in film school? Like, what'd you think of it? <laughs> um, I went to like film school too. Really? Yeah. That's really cool. Um. I, I dropped out it. after semester two, actually. Yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I just thought that the way that things were being taught, and, like the structure that that was built and the standard that they were setting for like film and like how to become a director. Like, I remember there was a screenwriting class I was in and, and the professor had said something along the lines of it takes you like nine to ten years to become a director and you have to go through all these different... And you got to start as like the audio guy and then yeah, work your way you up. Yeah, you got to be as a PA. And, and I think there's a lot of truth to that too. But uh, it wasn't it didn't feel like my story and uh i just didn't want to be in a class and be fed things that just i didn't really you know that didn't it's, pertain to me it seems so interesting to me because it's like it's a thing that's about creativity right so mm-hmm. it's like how could you go to school to learn how to like technically be creative when it's yeah i understand like there's certain things you need to know how to like operate and do right but beyond that as far as like making something amazing that someone goes wow that's really unique and different and new yeah it, like i don't think you can learn that it's yeah yeah, there are a lot of technicalities that you can learn, but I think you can learn those things on YouTube. And right. I would learn so much more in, in such in such a quicker amount of time on YouTube and tutorials. I'm, you know, it just that worked better for me. And yeah. I was like, yeah. it's almost like, and also when you want to learn something, you're you're more quickly to learn it. Mm-hmm. You know, than if you're like, oh, I have to go and I have to do this in class and do this for class at their pace. Like if you went onto the internet on YouTube specifically, it was like, I'm gonna look at this type of editing or this type of whatever style of shooting mm-hmm. you, you're you're wanting to learn it you're more eager so it's almost like you learn it more efficiently yeah absolutely That's yeah. What it is. i found too when i when i was in film school it's more like i was i wanted to like make like a business out of it too yeah and like all the kids there were like into like 
Japanese films and like stuff like that. And I was like, that's cool. But I never understood like, it's like, yo, how are you going to like kind of turn this into a thing? You know, like that's what I felt. Exactly. And I I think with kind of what I wanted to do with Lyrical Lemonade and what it's become, it was, it was taking a very uh, different route. You know, it wasn't a, a, a conventional way of doing things. So I knew that to, to follow the story that I want to create, it couldn't be done through, you know, the narrative of, of film school and, and, and how things are taught there. So, so when did you decide to just yeah. like pull the trigger and drop out? I threw a, I threw a shot. There's a lot of different divisions of Lyric Lemonade and I threw a, uh, so we do concerts, we have a beverage, we have the blog, we have um, merchandise and so on and so forth. And so I've been throwing shows since 2013 and uh, I threw a show with Lil Uzi Vert. It was his first time ever in Chicago. And, uh, I've told this story before, but yeah, I booked him for $8,000 and I'd been shooting a few videos. So I paid $2,000 a book Louisville in Chicago and I announced the show about two months out. And uh, by the time of the show, I think he was going for like $60,000, $70,000. Like say, say 2K? I, I booked it. He was $8,000, but yeah, it was a $2,000 uh, That's crazy. So how did you get him for so cheap though? Because he was so small at the time. This was oh, 20, it's oh, early shit. 2016. Oh, wow. um, but two months, so I booked him two months out and by the time of the show, he was going for like Somewhere between sixty and eighty thousand dollars a show, but you know, yeah, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, it's two thousand first album, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it at right after his first album, yeah. Um, but uh, did the show and it, it it sold out and it was such a crazy moment. And I remember like being at school and like I'm in class and I'm hearing kids talking about like the show and they'd have no idea that like I'm the one throwing the show, but I'm hearing people talk about it and it was such it was such a moment. And when that happened, I was like. I don't know if if school is you know what I want to do right now, and uh, I remember I made a list of uh, goals that that I wanted to accomplish, and if I could accomplish them um, in like a six to ten month period, then uh, I wouldn't go back to school. And if if I couldn't accomplish it, then I, then I would. And I remember I just I blew them out of the water, and I never looked back. So what do you focus on after that? Because that's like the promotional side, right? Mm-hmm. So were you like, all right, I got to start bringing artists or then were you still doing the production, like editing, all that? Yeah, everything. Um, what, what came after Uzi? Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys got to try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy dad gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today.
what came after Uzi. Uh, well, actually, after Uzi, I was like, wow, shows can really be, you know, my bread and butter. I have a lot of fun with it because it's it's a big uh, it's a big uh, part of Lyrical Lemonade. I, I threw the Lyrical Lemonade Summer Bash, which was uh, indoor show that now is the festival, which is the Summer Smash. But first year I did it um, was right after the Uzi show, and uh, I remember I lost nine thousand dollars and i was about to go like in in debt like i didn't have any money and uh i was about to work construction and uh it was like a wake-up call for me i was like okay it's not always gonna be like this crazy moment you gotta really think about things and you have to approach it in a certain way but um yeah i don't know there's so many wait what do you mean you're almost about to work construction like i was like i had had it all set up like i was about to work construction job because I, i had no way to like make this money back and this is after the, the, the this is after the uzi shows after i, I dropped out did, did you lose the 9k on in blackjack or like no i, I, I lost the there's a joke the what this is terrible joke <laughs> wait i didn't really get it I, I lost <laughs> that bro i'm fucking embarrassed i zoned out for a second oh. Okay, that hurt. Like, Wait, how did how did you lose the that 9K? Was the worst <laughs> yo, I gotta, Whoa, no, we're cutting no, that. That's go, fine. I gotta, yo, that fucked. Wait, me that was that bad? Please, yeah, that was terrible. Well, I've lost nine k before like that. So okay, but like that was just poor timing. Okay, anyways, <laughs> just shut up for a second. I got a good. Wait, question, wait, wait. But right? how did you lose the nine thousand? Uh, on the show, like, Bro, the show so didn't bad. do the show didn't do well. Who, who's the artist? Please leave I, that. I don't want I don't want to say the artist name just because. Okay. Yo, I got a question for you. You could go back and dig it up. Oh, fuck Steiny right now. Real important. You, was you, that really that bad? Yeah, it was terrible. Shut up. Yo, that was timestamp so that we're cutting really, that. Really, really though. You you had you you. I, I dead ass, dude. I don't usually. I'm not that bad with the joke. No, no, it's fine. That was like a zero out of ten joke. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. You you have like obviously you're obviously super fucking creative. Obviously a very smart guy. Um. How did you have the foresight when you, you know, you found someone like Uzi, you got him before he blew up essentially. Mm-hmm. And also like, didn't you have one of uh, Juice World's like biggest mm-hmm. things? It wasn't Lucid, Lucid Dreams. Dreams yeah. And like, that was like a big moment, I think for him. Like, how did you have foresight on like, what's popping? Like what's gonna blow, you know, what's, um, what people are gonna like? I mean, everything I do is really just like what me and my friends are into. And, uh, you know, Uzi, I just was really into Uzi. And I remember when, before I did the Uzi show, I was like, I was about to do Uzi or, or Cardi, but what Cardi at the time. I ended up doing a Cardi show later on, but um, I was just really into Uzi's music, and I was like, "This is the artist that I want to book." And it wasn't like I was trying to like craft this, you know, I, like I'm catching this artist early or anything. I just was into him, and the time I happened to to book him, I, I think that was just like luck working on mine. I don't want to take too much credit for like seeing Uzi as like this 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 thing that was gonna blow up over the course of two months just happened that way. But in terms of like music videos and artists that I've gotten the pleasure to work with, uh, someone like Juice you mentioned, yeah. um, that came from uh, you know a phone call. Bibby called me, and uh, and he's like, I have this artist that I want you to manage, and uh, I said manage like I don't manage artists. He's like, well, I, I think that like this could be the artist you manage. And he sent me Juice's music, and this is before anyone had known who Juice was. And the first yeah. song he sent me was All Girls Are the Same and Lucid Dreams. What did you think when you heard that song? Wow. I remember exactly where I was. I was in New York. I was in my hotel room. And I was like, this is incredible. And I I just called him back. I was like, you know, I'm not really interested in managing anyone, but I would love to do his first music video. And uh, to give you a gauge of like his engagement, where he's at, he probably had like 2,000 followers on across social. Fucking insane. Yeah. So when I got back to Chicago, he came over because he's from Chicago too. And we just hung out. We We took some shrooms. Listen to music, oh, yeah. and then the rest is history. I think we shot wow. all girls the same two weeks later, and then maybe Lucid Dreams a month or two after that. How, how do you decide, like, 
when you you hear an artist and you hear the music and then they come to you they're like hey i want to make a video how do you how do you make it come to fruition like what where do you start with like how it's going to look how you're going to shoot it the setting where does that whole process start um when i listen to a song uh sometimes it'll give me an immediate feeling sometimes not sometimes i'll have to sit with it more and kind of just like relish on it and come up with different ideas and uh usually i'll get a song or a batch of songs rather and i'll pick the one that i like the most yeah and uh then when i'm writing a treatment i'll uh I'll just have the song on loop and I'll just think and I'll think and I'll think and I'll come up with an idea. It's kind of like a bass structure and then I'll build off that. And like then, you're thinking about how it makes you feel or what? I'm thinking about how I make it feel, I'm th how it makes you feel. I'm thinking about how it makes, might make other people feel. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, is there a theme to the song that I should follow? Should I completely break the theme and do something else? I'm thinking about color palettes. Like yeah. it really is different every time, but sometimes I start typing and I let it go from there. And a lot of times I'll write something out and it's not the right idea, you know, and then I'll backspace delete. Or I'll send it to the artist and maybe they'll give me some some recommendations and I'll rework it. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know how to explain it. When, do they give you like a creative direction or they kind of give that you the creative um, lead? I've been thankful enough to to work with artists that really trust my vision and just let me do what I, what I, what, what I want to do. That's crazy, bro. Um, that's very important for me, you know, because that's like, that's part of my art and how I create is, is, is to be my creative vision. So there's too much input coming from, an artist or something, I'd rather just not work on that video and maybe we find another one that they're less So you like to. creative control? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. Thanks. When, cool. when you heard like all, all girls were the same in Lucid Dreams, mm -hmm. did, did you know that like Juice World would be as big as he would, would be? Um, you never know, you know, you have a feeling and I definitely had a feeling. Um, and, uh, I think once I met him and I really got to understand his heart and how his mind works and like how, how passionate he was then i knew you know because he was one of those people that like was truly passionate you know he really loved music that's all he cared about and you know people often say that like you know you don't care about the rest the this and that and like he really didn't care like when when juice blew up and you have to keep in mind this happened in an eight month period yeah. um he's one of the quickest rising artists of, of you know this generation and uh saw stardom so quickly and he always, he just, he, he just loved music. His That's, music's just yeah. so fucking good though. Like, yeah. especially that song, like all girls are the same. Like you could turn that on at any time yeah. too. And it's just like yeah. such a fire song. How yeah. much do you think the music video does for like the plays and the streams? Um, I think it depends. I think with a music video, you should always be trying to create a moment. That's why typically when I do a music video, I like to do songs that aren't yet released. Um, yeah. Because I like, when people hear the song for the first time, they're pairing it with the music video. So like, you know, they have that, that visual experience as well. Um, but I think if you can create a, a moment with the music video, I think it, it can elevate a song and catapult it. You know, look at like the first video that comes to mind. This might be a bad example, but the WAP video, you know, with uh, sure. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, that's all anyone could talk about. And then obviously it drives interest to the song and it created such a moment that, yeah, I think definitely uh impacts streams and things of that nature and it's just it's cool to see your favorite artist or you know match a, a visual to your favorite song and just it's it's such an experience i think uh beyond just the streams and stuff i think that experiential moment is like really really important so so going back to what you were saying do artists ever because you want to have that creative lead mm -hmm. are there ever artists that are like that want to sit down with you and like go back and forth though and be like yo cool this is what i'm thinking and or are you, are you like strictly like bro i got this um it's there's been that for sure and i can appreciate that uh an artist that really wants to like sit down and be involved um 
I think it just depends on the artist and maybe what song it is and knowing like what their attachment is to it. And uh, yeah, so there's sometimes. Yeah. How, how did you like assert that like dominance with like rappers and shit? Like I get now, like everyone's like, they probably just trust you. They're like, Dude, yeah, do whatever yeah. you want. But like back then, how did you like deal with rappers like kind of being divas and like, how did you mm-hmm. just be like, yo, yeah, just trust, trust me. me, bro. Yeah. Well, I did eat shit for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Part of being within the rap space and just being in the creative space in general, anyone knows it's like, it's really hard and a lot of people walk all over you. So I think it was just going through that phase, you know, playing the part and then getting to a, a stage where it's like, I'm going to stand my ground and like, just not do something with someone that doesn't, you know, see my vision or can't appreciate how I'm operating things. And it's, it's, that's just what it was. I think you get to a point where like, every video like that I do is gonna go on my channel if it doesn't it doesn't matter who the artist is what the song is i'm just not gonna do it um and uh you know working with someone that might be a little difficult or whatever i'm just not interested and once i kind of really honed in on that that self-integrity i think that everything changed from there but i had to go through the stages of like Mm -hmm. you know what taught you that though like what taught you that you had to hold your ground on that like did someone ever show you that did someone lead the way there um i can't think of a specific experience i think it was just uh knowing that we kind of all control our own narrative and like if we want to you know take control of our life and 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 get in that driver's seat and build an empire then it's we got to do it you know and and the only way you can do that is you put your foot down and you know the direction in which you want to go was there ever any like earlier artists that like just didn't see the vision that you had and you were just like you know what Absolutely. Oh, of course. That's all part of it. Um, yeah. Don't want to talk about it. Um, we talk about it. I, mean, I can't think of a specific instance, but uh, I mean, there's that that that's that's just part of the game. Did you ever not get paid? Anyone like, no, nah, I'm not paying you. I mean, most uh, most of the videos I was doing when I was coming up was like just I would pump. do a lot of free work to begin yeah. with. But I've never had someone like agree to pay me and then I do the video and then they, they don't pay me. Right, right. Yeah. How does that work like with the label? They just come to you with a budget and then you're just like. Um, well, typically I'll, I'll get a song and if, and if I'm interested in it, usually that that communication is with the artist. Okay. Um, I, I built a lot of uh, beautiful relationships with artists and that's how I like to work with people is, you know, directly me and them. And uh and I'll start working on ideas and then I'll let my team handle that with the label. I, I try not to like, get involved too much in the budgets or think about that too much or try to just focus on the creative. And if it's possible, it's possible. And sometimes it isn't. And mm-hmm. then you just keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Who came up with Lyrical Lemonade? Um, what, like the name? The name, the name, yeah, the name, the name itself. Um, so uh, I was in high school, 17 years old. I was in study hall. And um, I knew that I wanted to create a rap blog. And I was bouncing all these ideas and names in my head. I was like, I don't know. Go home that night. Um, Sat, I remember exactly where I was in the kitchen. I was sitting down on the floor. My mom's sitting up uh, by the countertop with the cabinets and um, saying all these names. I'm telling her, I was like, I need help kind of bouncing some ideas for for what I want to name this this blog. And I was like, I know I want it to be something related to music. And then I want it to be like a fruit or a vegetable. Because I was already thinking about like the marketing and the logo and everything. Like I want it to be fun and colorful. And uh, we're bouncing ideas. And she said, Lyrical Lemonade. And... Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. One. It didn't yeah. stick at first. And then I was like, wait, I think that's that's perfect. It's dope. Yeah. So yeah, my mom's like my best friend. She's an incredible, incredible woman. And uh, yeah. Shots How up. many times did you like? Maybe no one was there, and you got you were like in the studio, and you're like, all right, I'm getting in the booth to try and see if I can rap. 
No, nah, never. Buddy, never? That, was, that was just you, bro. <laughs> never. That's some no, shit me? you would do, yeah. I, for sure. You, well, if you're, it's got to be in the back of your head at one point, like, nah, bro. I mean, I, I like freestyle with my friends and stuff like that, like just like playful. But so you uh, never got in the booth through an auto tune? Mm, <laughs> no. Okay, I guess that is just me. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, people do that. I just, I just never got into That's it. Definitely you, bro. Yeah. Strike two. That's so what, funny. It, it really? No, I'm just kidding. What uh, what's the relationship like with some of these guys? Like, who are you closest with? Some of the closest like rappers um, that you've worked with. I'd say, I'd say. I mean, I have a lot of really, really close friends within the music space. But uh, like, who do I keep closest in contact with? Like on a regular basis, every day, talk to. Probably Dirk. Um, Dirk is like one of my one of my closer friends within the music business side of things. Um, and we just we have so many ideas beyond music. Like we're starting this uh this uh, property management company together. We're looking at land and, you know, we're just trying to think of ways that we can, you know, take care of our families for the years to come. Yeah, you know? he came on the show. Yeah, yeah, I like saw that. A few mm -hmm. months ago. What other things, what other projects do you work on outside of music? Um, There's a lot of things uh, that, that I'm kind of stepping into and exploring um, that excite me. Um, we're working on Oh, wow, there's so many things. I don't know. Uh, I'm getting into land and stuff, so we're working on uh, different uh, experiences and retreat lands and stuff like that. We just got uh, land in Joshua Tree uh, with like, my buddy Thomas. Retreat stuff for like? like... Um, all sorts of things for like, uh, you know, uh, recovering addicts and um, for musicians to go and, and record music and all sorts of things like that. Um, I have an idea. I'm... I'm conceptualizing a theme park so I, i've kind of been uh just diving deeper into what that looks like it's like a 10-year plan uh i'm i want to get in movies so i'm working on more like long-form narrative stuff and yeah it's just the world of things that i want to step into but it's just you know day by day stuff what do you stuff. spend most of your time doing during the day like writing ideas writing concepts i write a lot of ideas uh but you could, they kind of just come to you as they come and some are more exciting than others and you you know expand on those more when they come but yeah, i write a lot uh and i just i don't know yeah i write a lot is uh is lucid dreams the most streamed it's the most viewed lyrical lemonade video i think it's like almost at a billion i think it's at 830 million yeah, yeah. makes sense yeah but how crazy is that when you see it's that shit like insane what's it at 800 wow 830 million or something yeah yeah it's crazy I, it's i i still don't think i fully processed you know the whole the juice thing you know him becoming that type of superstar and those type of numbers and everything and how it all started I, it still hasn't hit me so yeah i see that and i'm just it's, it's really what cool. other ones did you just produce bandit i've done like i did like i don't know right around 10 videos in total with juice i did a lot of videos with juice but i did the one with him and eminem that was oh my yeah. god yeah but that was right? that was after yeah, yeah that was after he had passed how, tell us that story of how like the godzilla video came yeah. about um that was actually really crazy i i uh i get a call that uh that eminem wants me to do this music video and um i'll never forget i i got the call at nighttime and then i was like, i'm gonna write it as soon as i wake up i went to bed i woke up at 7 a.m and i had turned in the treatment by 10 a.m and uh so you had three hours i didn't have three i just i just wrote just it, it. it. Okay. i just happened to write yeah. in three hours but it was like an essay, man. It was like six to eight pages. There's no photos. I just wrote it all out. Cause I, and I sent it over and hopped on the phone with him and he loved everything about it. And I remember the one thing, uh, 
because I had wrote in the treatment that Mike Tyson knocks him out. But I was like, you know, if we can't get Mike Tyson, then maybe we get like, I, I don't know, like Hulk Hogan. I was just like throwing other names in there. He's like, no, we got to get Mike Tyson. So I was like, okay, now I got to figure out how to get Mike Tyson. But we figured it out. And uh, I'll never forget when I, when I got to set that day, like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was like, it was just the most unreal feeling, you know. It's crazy. Eminem got there. He was first on set. He was there for 14 hours, two days in a row. Second day, at the beginning of the day, I got word that Dr. Dre was going to be there if I wanted to put him in the video. So I had to work a way to find a way to get Dr. Dre in there. We already had a scene of Eminem getting knocked out by Mike Tyson and then going to the hospital. So I was like, Dr. Dre as the doctor worked out perfectly. But being in that room, um, giving direction to Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Mike Tyson was such a surreal feeling. Were you Crazy. nervous, like, directing them? Does it ever get nervous, like, directing those type of superstars? That's the one thing. It doesn't. I just, when you're in that moment, you, you're you just, I'm so in mode that it feels good. It's empowering. It's exciting. Like, I'm excited to leave. And yeah. I, I, I'm never nervous in, in those moments. I think maybe sometimes leading up to it, or even sometimes after, I'm like, what just happened? What's yeah. your, but never in the moment. What's your role on, like in like on set like on a set like that um like what do you do like when you like walk on set when i walk on set it's it's there's a lot of moving parts to bigger production something like that and uh to to sum it up it's really just to to get the vision across and with with the idea i had so it's a lot of um you know communication with a lot of different people and uh it's just leading you know, I, I think that's the best way to put it. It's just leading. How did that like role evolve over time from like back in the day to like now, like uh, what your roles were on set? I, well, when I started, I mean, up until just a few years ago, I, it was just me and a camera, you know, and then mm-hmm. maybe like my friend holding a light, like out of frame, wiggling it. Oh, sure. uh, and uh, <clears throat> so, and, and now it's gotten to a point where, you know, just two days ago, we were on a crazy set and there's so many moving parts and it was just, I don't know, I, I think, it just it evolved and i think i just became more of a storyteller i think it came from just me like being a kid with the camera into me becoming a storyteller and a leader and and really finding a way to express my vision that'd be the best way i'd I'd put it was there any people like you coming up in the in the game in the business that you really looked towards as like uh inspirations to get to where you are where you wanted to be or how you wanted to be um I mean, I look at people like iconic people within the space, you know, there's Hype Williams and all these people, but uh, that came up in the MTV space in the 90s and all that. But uh, and then there's people from Chicago, like AZ Production and D Gaines, who were like shooting those drill videos. And they were like the first ones that kind of did what 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 I was doing as well. And uh, that's, that's the closest the closest there is to, to what I was doing. But yeah. have you done any like the the drill like? In Atlanta or anything like that, uh, like sh- low sh- production and shit. Chicago videos, yeah. I used to like, like, used to 
I used to go around and shoot like Chicago drill videos. Those ones are the best, bro. You yeah, recently no. shot like something you love that shit. iPhone, right? Where, where yeah, it's just like yeah. all the boys, like the day ones in the hood, just well, like I at remember, the camera. I remember one time I was shooting. That's this, your dream to be there. Eh? I was shooting this yeah, video yeah. on. <laughs> God, dude, hold on. Dude, look this. Why is that so funny? Yeah. No, it's, I'm sorry. What? You're doing great. Yeah. You're doing great. I don't feel that way. I got to mm. be honest. You're doing amazing. Really? When the guys from over there are talking shit, then it's like I'm in my head. Dude, you got this, dude. I believe in you. I got you, dude. Fuck, man. I'm going to have to give this guy a whole therapy session after that. Yeah, mm -hmm. dude, what, do you, what do you think you had the most fun doing to this point? The most fun that I've ever had? Uh, I don't know. I think just getting out there and going. I love being on set. It's just such an exhilarating feeling. I don't know how else to say it. It's, uh, have you ever had to shred someone on set? Like, put them in their place? Um, you ever had like a Steiny saying dumbass jokes? No, I, I pretty much everything has been pretty cool. I remember when I worked with Kanye on, um, well, I did the mixed personalities video for, for YNW Melly and Kanye's on the song, and uh, I remember we had, we had, uh, me and Kanye were in communication up until the video because he was very involved in the process, and uh, he calls me while we're on set, and we had just laid out eight thousand square feet of turf. Because like turf was like a, a big part of the video. He's like, yo, like I'm not gonna be able to make it today. He was like, uh, let's shoot it in like three days, like my part in like three days oh, in Calabasas. Man. He's like, could you bring everything to Calabasas? I was like, we just like spent like a whole day rigging all these lights and laying out this turf. And I was like, yeah, we, we can make it happen though. And uh, so we bring all the turf to Calabasas and we- Where was the shoot at currently? Um, it, was, it was in, um, it was right by the airport. So uh. like Inglewood or something. And uh, so we shot out the Melly scenes and then he had to go to Florida. He had to- uh, turn himself in for something that unrelated to what he's in there for now and uh he had to like i don't know serve a month or something and so i go i shoot the the kanye scenes three days later and we lay out all this turf and everything we don't even shoot any of the scenes on the turf like he didn't want to shoot any scenes on the turf um he, he only wanted to shoot uh initially i shot him on this white backdrop and uh, he was like oh is that good enough and i was like i need at least one more shot and i was like there's this plexiglass scene that we were shooting through and i'd rigged up this turf above him he shot that as well. Everything was cool. And then the night before the video came out, keep in mind, Melly's locked up at the time. So like he's, he's trusting that I'm following the initial vision that, that I had brought to him, you know, what we had talked about. And there's a strong color palette within the video. It's blue and green. And, and Kanye uh, hits me the night it's supposed to drop or the night before. And he's like, yo, let's make the video black and white. Oh. And I was like, man, like, yo, it's all edited and shit already. Yeah, it's finished. Yeah, but what do you say to oh Kanye? Oh my God. I told him no. I, I said, I said, uh, did you guys get a texting war? Or? Yeah, I wish I still had the text. You tried posting on Instagram. Like, That's so why you just said no? No, I, I just told, I didn't, I didn't say it just like that. I said, you know, we have to kind of think about Melly here. Like, you know, this is his song at the end of the day. This is his vision. He's also not here to have an input on it. Um, so, like, I really think we should follow the initial vision that we all had. And he's like, let's, you know, he's like, that doesn't match my color palette. Like, but he was on set the whole time. And he, this is what he told me the night before it dropped. But it's what you expect out of something like Kanye. Out of, you know, out of work with someone like Kanye. And I actually really appreciated it because, like I said, that self-integrity element of like knowing what he likes and what's true to, you know, his uh his artistry. But uh yeah, that that was So that was he was, cool with it in the end? He's gotta yeah, respect he's, you at the end of the day for that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I think they do. I not think many people I think... stand up to that dude, bro, when it comes to creative. Like, what do you like, say? If that, if you guys go watch that video, if you watch Mixed Personalities, and then imagine it in black and white, it's just, it's, it's not right. It just didn't feel right. Were you like trying to explain it to him, and he just was like fading it? Or? Yeah, he got. It was, he, he, I don't know. He, he was upset. 
you know, he, uh, he, he said my color palette is very important to me. What about after it came out? Did he say like, you know what, that turned out okay? Yo, I love it. Um, so funny. Color uh, palette war? Yeah, it was a color palette war. <laughs> like, so uh, no, it was fashion. It, it, I, I forgot exactly how, and he, he agreed to it and the video came out. And I mean, he saw what the video looked like. Um, Did he ever say afterwards, like, yo, it was dope though? That's what I just asked. Like, yeah. He liked the video. Like, yeah. he, I remember him, and I would send him cuts leading up to it. Like, he posted he had, all the swipe ups in black and white. Yeah, he, <laughs> he put a video. filter over right. He's like, yeah, this shit bang like this though. Yeah. No, nah, but uh, some Kanye. Were, were you like laughing at all because you're in a texting war with Kanye West, or were you just like, bro, like, I was, I was, I was upset, um, oh, okay, because you know, that co the color palette that we had for the video was very important to me, um, and I think he was upset as well. It wasn't like aggressive, uh, it was just, it was a conversation, it was a debate, you know, damn, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. Have you ever had any other, other situations like that, or just like he's that might have been the pinnacle of it, definitely. I'm trying to think. What it would be, um, but there's for sure been situations like that. Um, can't think but of who's any like the most there. easygoing guy you've ever worked with. Uh, or just someone where you're like, yo, I love working with this guy anytime. Really, I enjoy working with just about everyone. Um, I really, I really loved working with Juice. I love working with Ski Mask. Um, Eminem is always uh, a wonderful person to work with. Um, but M is cool because it's like he's done it all. He's he's you know he's one of the best and the greatest of all time. And uh, to see him be on set and be passionate, truly passionate, and like give it his all was really cool. Because I've worked with people who are, uh, you know, superstars who haven't even scratched the surface that he walks on and uh, aren't that way. You know, so to yeah. see someone who's as uh, successful as he is to be as driven as he is still, that's cool. So based on how far you've gone, right, to someone, it's like a kid upcoming, he's like, oh, I want to be like this guy, I want to make music videos, want to be a director, like to the level that you're at, right? What would you say is the most important thing for that person to focus on as far as like to, to get there? Obviously, there's a, there's a giant road in between, right? But like to that kid starting out, like I guess to yourself starting out, what would you tell that young kid that's really important to focus on or things to think about or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'd say make sure you love it. That's like first and foremost. I think a lot of people see things and think that they, they would be into it because they see- The money, yeah, the shit. Yeah, you yeah. know, all the things around it or maybe it looks cool once you reach point of success. But first of all, make sure you love it. Make sure it's something you're passionate about. And then I think it's important to dream big, but I also think it's important to be realistic. You know, I never envisioned any of this like i really couldn't have imagined this in my most wildest dreams and um i think being realistic and step by step with my goals was was a was a really important part of the process and uh i i, I would say it that way i'd say you know take it day by day and make sure you're passionate and one thing will lead to the next and you just have to trust the process a big moment recently was the few months ago was the bieber video mm. how did how did that come about um the Bieber video came about, uh, we had talked about doing a video like like over the past couple of years, like there was always talks of it. And then we really locked in on uh, Halloween last year. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny story actually. Uh, I was, uh, I was uh, me and Zach were the guys from Wayne's World. Um, and uh, I, I hadn't watched the movie recently. I'd seen it when I was younger, but I- Fire you know, movie great movie but i didn't watch it recently i wasn't i wasn't fresh on it you know and uh 
I walked in and Justin walks up to me and he's like saying lines to me from the movie. And uh, like, I don't really know what he's talking You're about. Like, like I understand what's going on, but like, I have nothing to give back to him. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, so I was keeping moving and then I go to the bathroom and uh, he was in the bathroom and I see him in the bathroom and then he's like, you know who I am. He was, uh, he was, uh, it was a Ryan Reynolds movie. Uh, I forget the movie. The dude's wearing like a dress shirt with a tie. I don't know. A new movie, right? Yeah, it was a yeah, newer yeah. one. Anyway, uh, and he's like, have you seen this movie? And I had, I had watched that movie recently, but once again, like wasn't too fresh on it. Like, didn't, and he's starting to say the lines and like same type of thing. Like, I just don't have anything for him like back in that conversation. So, uh, um, so then we keep going. And then I remember I was sitting down and uh, he just comes and sits down next to me and we just... Uh, there's one shot glass. We're just taking shots of tequila and smoking a backwood and hanging out and talking about life for like an hour and like really just had a, a great uh, exchange. It was just really cool dialogue. And then I get a call like three, four days later that he wants me to direct his uh, tour visual like that he walks out to. And it's like this really cool uh, message that he did put together. And uh, so I worked on that with him. And I remember right after the first shot, he pulls me aside. He's like, what's like your schedule for the next month like we got way more work to do and then from there we did the music video and just built a really really special friendship damn that's dope yeah so how, how many employees do you have now really it's like it's like eight of us it's like eight of us yeah you still have the like headquarters in chicago yeah, so everything's in chicago like our primary homes in chicago our headquarters in chicago uh yeah, it's it's fun there. It's like a it's like our own little fantasy factory. You you said you were on set a, a few days ago. You have anything coming out or anything you're working on? Uh yeah, me I just did a video a couple of days ago. Me uh I, I directed a video for Jack Harlow and ESTG. Oh, nice. Really really cool, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Is for that, that a new song or is it already? It's a new song. It's oh, not shit. out yet. Uh, but that should drop sometime this month. And uh, that was mine and Jack's first time being on set since What's Poppin. Oh yeah, you did that one too. Yeah, yeah. So it was, was at a diner, that. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. What's that. it like to see Jack evolve since like what's popping to now? It's the coolest thing, man. I think the coolest thing about Jack is just how he moves. He's so, so confident, self-aware, and I think that's a big part of his success. You know, he, he just knows who he is, and uh, seeing him rise rise to stardom is no surprise um, for me. And uh, I just love watching him navigate it all and and keep his composure through, you know, the highs and the lows. It's a cool thing. His come up's insane. Like wow. it's crazy from what's popping now. Like yeah. he's like fucking like he superstar. Really bro. loves this shit. You know, that's yeah. that's what like sets him apart from like that's what I'm talking about. Some of those guys, those select few guys, like really loves this shit. And um he's very, very strategized with everything he does. Like he knows what his next move is gonna be and he thinks everything through. He doesn't overthink. But he he's he's gonna think everything. You could tell great. he's very smart. Yeah. yeah. You could tell. Can you tell like from people like who's passionate? Who, like, could you tell like yo this guy might not be around that long? Just just from how involved they are, or like. I mean, I mean, you could just tell like exactly how involved someone is and how dedicated they are to the craft, and and you know, how far are you willing to go? I mean, everyone is going to like, not everyone, the people within the music space that, that find success, they're gonna have that moment, right? And some moments are bigger than others, but it's, if you play, pay close attention, like you see how some people operate versus others. And, you know, there's a, there's a special uh, theme that's consistent through all the people that are here to stay. Is it like a vibe? Is it like an energy? It's an energy. It's, it's, it's like people who are grateful and thankful 
to be there and yeah. don't take it for granted and 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 know that it could be gone tomorrow you know but understand that they love it as well you know i think when people kind of get a little sloppy or lazy or yeah. too comfortable is when you know you gotta you gotta be on it all the time yeah some people it, can't do that what was it like working with mac man working with mac miller was probably like one of the biggest highlights of my career um i'd grown up listening to mac he was a very yeah. big part of my formative years so that video came about uh carnage calls me he's like hey i want to do a video carnage is a close friend of mine so it's names me off a few records of people who are on these different records. He says a, a Mac, he has a Mac record. I was like, yeah, I need to do that one. And uh, he's like, okay, cool. Like, let me call Mac. Calls Mac, calls me back. He's like, yo, like, I called Mac and I was like, yo, like, you know, it's Cole Bennett kid. Like, you can shoot it. He's like, yeah, like, I don't fuck with him. And uh, Carnage calls me Wait, back and he tells me that. Carnage like Gordo? Yeah, Gordo, okay. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out yeah. Carnage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dope as fuck. yeah. So he Sorry, you said Max said that? He didn't yeah, fuck with he you? Yeah, he said Max well, said... Max said he didn't fuck with you. Yeah, but it was a joke. He's like, I'm just oh. joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was part of the joke. Uh, so we got cut off See, right that was a good that joke, dude. Yeah. Like, Sorry. Oh, get over it. No, no, this actually happened, though. This is uh, Gordo, Carnage, Diamante, whatever you want to call him. He calls me and he tells me, and I was like, damn, I was crushed. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. He said he's down to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I got to LA like the next week, and uh, Mac called me over to his house. I went, we hung out, we had some sushi. And uh, I told him I had this idea for the video. We have like just a ton of puppies and like make it real simple and fun. Yeah. And he was super into it. And uh, we just we just kicked it off, man. He was, he was incredible. He's one of those people like, you know, I've gotten to work with a lot of my my idols and people that I that I looked up uh, looked up to growing up. And he was the one that was like above and beyond the coolest. Like everything I imagined him to be and more. Really? Yeah. Man. I'd say out of everyone, he was he was the one that was like, this guy is exactly what i wanted him to be damn that's dope yeah yeah it sucks when you meet someone you like you like fucking look up to you meet me like oh this guy's a dick man tell you that's, that's terrible yeah has that happened yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i guess we're not name dropping on that yeah one, huh? well that's happened to you probably too yeah it's happened to everyone probably yeah, yeah i think everyone when i first met that. you i was like this guy's probably cool and you're a fucking asshole so it's like, <laughs> no surprise you thought I was an asshole? No, I thought you'd be a nice guy, but you weren't. Oh, I'm yeah. a super nice guy. Brad yeah. spends time with fans for sure. Always. Yeah. I mean, you showed you up later. You tried to dog me right nice now. Guy right I now. can tell you feel hurt because of those jokes. Dude. It's okay. All right, whatever, bro. No, it's okay. They know. They know the truth. No, you're good. Yeah. You're good. Good. I'm not going out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm going home after this. I saw you turn down like two, like what, like $30 million deals or some shit like Damn. that? Mm -hmm. Brand partnership. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, nah, it was, uh, so in like 2017, like when Lyric Lemonade was hitting that first stride, like all the, you know, record labels wanted to make Lyric Lemonade like a joint venture uh, label. So we'd sign artists, mm -hmm. you know, under them. And um, I was never really open to the idea of, of ever becoming a label or signing artists. I just loved being on the creative side of things. I'm, and I didn't, I just didn't want to be tied to an artist for a certain amount of time. And like our relationship is based on 
you know the success of their music sure. or things like that i just want to be creative and have fun that's and an make, insanely make hard friends. thing to turn down though because yeah. you could fucking blow an artist up right yeah exactly so must have been but that's never been somewhat tempting at all never but honestly. that shows a lot to your character because i mean like you really cared about what you were doing yeah. creatively yeah because you could have taken that mm-hmm yeah. You never think it'd be cool to like find an underground artist and blow them up, or you just don't want. That I mean, I was already, attachment. I was already, I was already right. doing true, that, true. and I thought it was so cool that I was doing that with. There was no, you know, financial tie with that, right? You know, like I was doing it because I loved it and I wanted to help people and I wanted to make cool shit. Like, true, that's way harder to me than like yeah. getting some thirty million dollar deal and signing all these artists and then being attached to them and like, you know what I mean? That's, like you have to do it. Yeah, that that's point. just the side of the business that I was never into. Um, I appreciate the people who are, you know, I think that there's people who are passionate about that stuff. It's just not me. What about like the money? It never excited me because I knew that the money was going to come. You know what I mean? I'd rather the money come way down the road. It could be less money, it could be more money, whatever it be. But like for something that I'm into and like, I'd rather take the long route. That's always been my method. And uh, that's just where I'm at with things. And I knew that since a young age, like I I can't let money excite me because if money excites me, then I'm going to, you know, get off this path I'm on Then Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, be motivated by the wrong things or, you know, I it just... Mm. Who taught you that? I just always... You just been, knew it. It's just me. I don't know. I just... That's just special. Yeah. So they were like, both like record label deals? Um, So, yeah, one of them was a record label deal and then there was another... Uh, there was another... It was like... I forgot the amount, but yeah, it was... It was, it was right up there uh, for the uh, lemonade for our beverage. It just didn't make sense. Um. So yeah, it was one was the beverage, one was the uh, uh, record label. But there was a lot of record record label offers that came in, but that one was the the highest one. What what's it like being in like the drinks business? Because I guess we're in it too with Happy Dad. What's, yeah, you guys what? are fucking killing it, by the way. It's fun. I guess it's different because alcohol. There's so many rules too. Mm-hmm. But what's it like? Like how did well, how's whole, that been on like the business side of that? The beverage side of things was so was so crazy. I did it. I met with Gary V when I was in New York four or five years ago uh and he like records everything so like we're talking and like we're he's recorded he put on youtube like two days later and we uh i was telling him about this idea i had to to make lemonade you know the name just happened to be lyric lemonade it's always kind of been in the back of my head to to create an actual beverage an actual lemonade and uh, i'm telling him about it and uh he puts this video out on youtube and i think like two weeks later i had like by two weeks, I had like a ton of samples of lemonade at my front doorstep, like the different, uh, you know, companies sending me different uh, formulas and, and things of that nature. And then kind of just spent that whole next year, uh, you know, me and my team, like learning about the beverage industry and that space. And that was a lot of fun because there's so much to it. And it's so different than what I'm what I'm currently in. But uh, I mean, you guys know, it's just a whole different world. It's crazy. I guess yeah. the hardest part for us is just getting it on the shelves. You guys the marketing's it, easy, man. but yeah. Great. I was at Target or somewhere the other day. I saw it and I was like, you guys are everywhere. That's Beautiful dope. to see. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Do you have uh, anybody you haven't worked with yet that's like you've always wanted to or you're waiting to hit you up? Uh, Drake and Tyler Creator are like the two people I haven't worked with that like I really, really would like to work with. Yeah. And have me and Drake have talked. Talk? Yeah. yeah we, we've talked about it multiple times. We, Hit me before it says, yo, I got the record coming at night. It just never came. Why does know? it never happen, you think? <laughs> um, I don't think there's any specific reason. I just think like it's just the timing. You know, Drake's a just, huge timing guy. He's got just tra- yeah, he's very strategized. It's just gonna be the right time when it happens, it happens. I know it will happen, it's just a matter of when. And I yeah. I never try to force it. Yeah. Hundred percent. 
Forcing shit normally just makes it not yeah. scary. It either doesn't happen or it makes shit weird. Yeah. Either or, not a good place. So just, yeah, just be patient. Yeah, damn. Mm -hmm. Any hobbies or anything you do in your personal time outside of all this music stuff? Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Someone just asked me that. They're like, you have hobbies? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to build more hobbies. I like hanging out with my friends. I like watching movies. Um, mm. No. Regular, regular life, shit that huh? we that we all do. I don't know. How do you like stay humble with all this? It's not even like something that. It's not like an intentional thing. Like I'm trying to stay humble or anything. I think it's just it's just who I am. I think I like what I like, and I operate how I operate. And I like being around the people I like being around, and that's really the extent of it. I think there are moments where it's, that are like tempting, maybe to do this or do that, and I think you'll have those moments where you kind of step outside of your comfort zone and then you'll realize like, okay, this isn't me. And then that, that humbles you and brings you back to be grounded in where you need to be. But I think just being aware is like the biggest thing. Be aware of every situation you're in. So has there ever been a time, a period in your life when you're like, yo, like I might be, I'm drifting off in like a place I don't want to be like yeah. going. Yeah, I think so. I think like you'll find your, you, you have seasons of life where, you know, you might, uh, you know, you might be going out more, you might be doing this or doing that. And it's kind of like, mm -hmm. as long as you realize it and recollect yourself. But yeah, there's going to be stuff like that that happens all the time. I know when you get in the party mode, sometimes for us, it's either like you're partying a lot or like you're not partying at all. You're just like yeah, dialed. Exactly. Grindy. Yeah. When you get too much into that party phase, it gets to be it's a dark hole. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's fun hole. to have fun. I think yeah, we need to normalize sure. having fun. I think a lot of people within the business space, um, they're like, you can't have fun. You can't do this. And like, Think it's it's a balance, but I think people should enjoy these themselves. Clowns in here. What's up? Because we got all yeah. These what's good with these two here? guys? What's going on here, dude? Yeah. How, how did you like? What's what's up with these two? It's I like, like what's them. happening. Yeah, uh, I fuck with clowns. Um, really? Why? I don't know. I think I think it's funny because clowns were created to like bring kids like joy and laughter and like be at parties and shit. And like it's over the time, it's like become the exact opposite now. Yeah, they're, like, like kind of creepy, terrifying, creepy uh, creatures. I just I, I think that's hilarious. Um, and I don't know. I enjoy clowns. I love the colors on them. I love, I love how. I don't know, I just just tripped me out. I came around yeah. the corner. I was like, the "Fuck's going on in here?" Yeah, no. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> no, yeah. it's dope though. I get yeah. it. It's cool. I like clowns. Yeah, clowns are hard. Damn, have, that's what's up. Have you had a project that like didn't do as well as you thought, or you weren't happy with the? Hundred percent. What What do you do when that happens? Is the artist upset or like? That's a really good question. Um, I think I think an artist. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're bummed out. Like, I think whenever, when anyone does anything, like, we want to perform well. Of course. Of course. Like, that's just the name of the game, right? But those are good moments when, it, when, when you have something that might not, you know, become what you expected it to be because it grounds you, you know, and then it, and then it also makes you realize two things. Not everything is going to be, like, a huge success. And then also, like, let me fall, like, let me, let me not, like, have expectations let me not uh fall in love with the idea of results you know and let me just so important I, I think like we need to have those moments where like we unlearn the idea of everything being super successful like it's good to like have balance it's good to have those moments and we learn so much and those contribute to you know successful projects moving forward that's know? how you actually get there right it's like yeah you're always caught up in like it needing to be this way and you're chasing this thing and sometimes it gets further away from you yeah and it's, it's dope you realize that, man. It's, it's, that's probably why you have so much success in what you do. Because it probably allows you to focus on 
the moments, like getting it done, mm-hmm. like the smaller portions along the way to, to the bigger vision. Yeah. Because I know you said you said you were talking earlier about like not getting caught up in that and getting you know, like piece by piece. Yeah. And that's definitely why you have your success. It's it's clear. It shows. Thanks. It's really cool though. But when you have something that streams hundreds of million and then like something doesn't do as well then it's like it gets you back to square one you're like i gotta get motivated again right yeah it just reminds you that not everything is going to be the biggest thing yeah you know i think everyone goes through that we have to realize that there's going to be moments that that are incredibly like successful and whether you know you're measuring that by views or whatever it may be ticket sales anything um those are special, you know, but they're not, it's not always going to be like that. And when they do come, you appreciate it even more when you've had those, those lower moments. What, what was the, mo- like a video that you did where you were just surprised that took off like crazy and you were like, whoa, I did not expect that. Um, I mean, just a couple months ago, put out the Central Sea video, the Doja video, like 40 million views in a month. I mean, I don't think we expected that. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. How about the opposite one that you thought was going to blow and it just tanked? Um, or not tanked, but like didn't do as well, well as you I thought. Uh, I, I can't put my finger on a particular one, but I think that's more of like when you're working with uh, maybe like a big artist and, uh, you know, it just doesn't perform that well. I think that's always sometimes like a little bit surprising because, you know, it could be a superstar and it just shows you that, you know, people are going to like what they're going to like. And sometimes True. they don't like the shit, so... That's yeah. part of it. What's a dream project that you have? Anything that you haven't done, like outside of music, or you want to direct like a short film, something crazy? Um, so actually, here's the story. Uh, well, I want to get into like movies. That's like my, my like goal. directing a movie. Yeah, directing a movie, like feature film. That'll be sick. And um, earlier this year, uh, I get a meeting. I get, well, I get a call. I go to my manager Stats' meeting, and it's early in the morning. I sit down and. You know, we take meetings like, you know, I'm used to meetings. I'm a little bit tired. I don't know exactly which one I'm walking into. I don't know. What, you know, I wasn't told or briefed on what I'm walking into. And I sit down and it's a room of people. And uh, this man looks at me and he's like, your life's about to change. And I was like, what? what a crazy thing to say. And, uh, and uh, he, you know, the people around him were like, you know, we've been having our eye on you for like the last year. And. We want you to direct, you know, the such and such, a really big, big, big movie, like one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. We want you to direct this movie, and uh, it was a three hundred million dollar budget movie, and um, I couldn't even believe what I was hearing, you know. And I was like, my life's it is about to change forever. Like this is what I've been working for. This is the next chapter. This is my story, and this is how it's getting told. And uh, I, cu- I couldn't, I really couldn't believe it. And uh, we're getting into it. We're, we're conceptualizing ideas. You know, we're really getting into it. Talking about all sorts of stuff: character development, color palettes, everything. <laughs> and uh, you know, we go through this for uh, a month, maybe two months, and you know, really anticipating everything. And then I get a call. Uh, one of the heads at this, you know, very large studio house um, was replaced by someone else, and then the new the new people came in and essentially said it's too big of a budget. Uh, for a first time uh, director, you know, and uh, I, so it was like feeling like the craziest moment of my life Damn. about to happen and then feeling it like fall right to my fingertips in the same week. Um, my my brother passes away in a fire. Like it was like the craziest, like, like time period. And then like, I went through like this, this 
the stretch of depression. And then I pulled myself out of it. It was like a low point and I pulled myself out of it. And now I look at that, you know, that little moment of life is like one of the most life-changing impactful moments um, of my story. But, but yeah, to answer your question, um, yeah, I want to get in the movies and like I've had, it. there's been some opportunities that have been getting brought to me and I'm just kind of feeling it all out and see, seeing what makes the most sense. Yeah, fuck me. his question. I want to talk about this time in your life that was really like mm -hmm. tough. Was that, how long ago was this? This is March, April. Yeah. This year. So what, 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 yeah, it's recent. Like, mm -hmm. what did you learn most, like, glaringly through it? Like, what did you um, think you learned about yourself the most? Um, I think, you know, well, there's, there's a few things, right? The, the, the brother passing and this movie opportunity, two different things. The brother thing, I'd say, I didn't know how to process that moment. And that was really difficult for me. I've had a lot of loss in my life. And that one was one that was really difficult for me to process. And I think finally getting to a moment where I did process it was very healthy for me to, like, accept and understand loss in any area and aspect of my life and then with the movie um when i pulled myself out of it and how i look at it now was like it made me so confident you know there's two ways i could have taken it i could have gotten super discouraged and felt like i wasn't wasn't worthy you know or, or, or uh, valuable or ready to do something like this but i took it as this is one of the biggest studio houses one of the biggest movie franchises of all time and they took their time to think that I could be the one to direct this. And that gave me the confidence. I've always been so hesitant of how I take this next step in my career because it's it's a big step and it's it's intimidating. And it, I think it gave me the confidence to, to do it and start exploring it more. So I'd say that's what I learned. Do you, do you believe like everything Man. happens for a reason though? I do. I do. I do. I don't think anything is a coincidence. Like that opportunity just wasn't meant to be. Is that how you look at it? Yeah, absolutely. And it was a beautiful opportunity and I... I I literally, I told him, I said, there's no one better to direct this film than me. And I know that. And I, and to this day, I know that. But there's also a lot going on in my life in other areas. I'm building a whole company still. And there's, there's a lot of things I'd have to put on autopilot to get myself in mode for that, which I was getting ready to do. But it just wasn't the right time. Maybe you just weren't ready for it. It's just like the world just... Yeah, it just wasn't the right Probably time. Probably in a few years, you'll look back and be like, fuck, you know what? If I did do that, yeah. it might have not been the right. right time. I'm sure, I'm sure when I look at you know, 10 years from now or 20 years from now when I'm kind of looking back at my timeline of things, I'll, I'll think what what would life have been like if I did do that movie at that point in my life? I think that's how, happened to me yeah. too. Like sometimes you look back at like in the moment, you're like, fuck, I can't believe this happened. And then you look back like three years, like in the future, you look back yeah. you're like, holy shit, if I did that, it would have been fucking garbage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank God I didn't do that. Right. You, you, you seem to be like super like introspective, like mm -hmm. looking inward. When did you start to develop that in your life? Like, was it through, is, do you think it's because you're so creative that you think about yourself? Um, and I think, honestly, I don't, I, I don't know if I was like that when I was like younger. I'd have to ask my mom or maybe some like childhood friends. I don't think I was like that when I was younger. I think when I went away to college for the first time, you ever have like, like I'm one of those people where like I always miss like what just happened, like, a chapter before me like i'm like i'm not great with change so that's how it was when i was younger at least so like when i got to college i like missed all my high school friends so much and like you know i i missed like being home with my family and all these things and i remember going through this phase where i was like i just need to like work incredibly hard and become so busy that i can't feel any emotion and like i relate to that yeah that's my whole life yeah and i think when yeah. i tapped into that i don't know i think there's i don't know how the two tie together but there's like an introspective element that, that came with it yeah, I think I think that would be it. Do you think you have a hard time sometimes balancing like the rest of your life, like personal relationships and? Yeah, of course. 
it's all mm, yes I, I but but i make a very strong effort to uh you know maintain you know the the friendships important relationships in my life my family and people that i love so yeah it's a priority of mine have you gotten do you think you, you had to get better with that over time yeah because you, you we're on this ever you know it's never ending battle of, of learning how to find balance, but we're getting better with it day by day, right? So yeah, yeah. shit's consuming, man. Yeah, yeah. that's the hardest thing. You, right? It's like this never enough thing too. It's, it's crazy. interesting. Crazy. That's uh, probably something we all struggle with, right? It's how old are you? Twenty six. Okay. Sharp. Thank you, sharp guy. God damn. What about doing like a like a documentary type thing? Like, did you watch the little babies thing? Hmm? Did you watch little? Babies I've been thing? meaning to watch the little baby shit. Uh, I uh. I think documentaries are great, and I think documentaries are only gonna get more popular. I, I currently, I think I'm going through a little phase where I enjoy documentaries more than movies I, right now. I gotta tell you, it's nothing it, like a good doc night. No, yeah, you learn some shit. It too. seems like almost yeah. every rapper has a I camera on them now, like a vlog camera on them at all. <laughs> yeah, time. you're yeah. funny. As fuck. So I'm sorry. No, so I asked a really good question. If we go back to that. Oh thing. yeah, no, go for it. Uh, yeah, run that. I'm gonna re react it. This is the yeah. first of the whole podcast. Make up for the blackjack joke. Yeah. Please run it. Yeah, let's just, hear it. Let's hear it. We're gonna cut this, but I'm just gonna tell you that was the dumbest thing I've ever said. I was like, we're not cutting. We're not cutting. Yes, we are, bro. I never asked to cut shit, bro. We're definitely not. You're not cutting. No, we need it. That was a golden moment. Yeah. Just like you said, you gotta go through shit. Wait, 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 wait. I said, what's your vision? Is it stay in or is it? I think it stays in. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's it's what I don't even, bro. I don't even know why. If that doesn't stay in, Cole wants to scrap the whole pod. I was just thinking about losses and I. I gamble and I was just like, what the fuck? But nine K just sounds like a number that you'd lose on blackjack. I yeah, well, I did. So I think uh, the vision is it's. I know how that feels. So go ahead, continue. <laughs> uh, I was just saying, it seems like every rapper now, like even I'll see in stories, like if you saw a little baby gifted hard in two hundred fifty K, all these rappers just have vlog cameras. So it seems like everyone wants to have that documentary. Bro, it's crazy. I think it's very important. Um, when I went to Diddy, uh, invited me over for dinner a couple months ago. Oh shit! Yeah, I saw that. And uh, yeah, it was really really cool. Um, How did you see that? I saw it on his IG. Yeah, I posted a photo on Oh, Instagram. shit. But uh, he he told me, he gave me a piece of advice. He said, because everything was recorded. There's a camera at all times. And uh, he told me, he's like, I've been documenting everything in my life since 1992 or whatever it was. He's like, I have, I have footage of everything. And he's like, make sure that you bring a camera everywhere. It's important to document your life and to be able to look back on these moments and maybe be able to, one day share these moments with other people and they can draw inspiration from it or whatever it may be. And yeah. Do you have like a behind the scenes from any of like previous videos you've done or? Yeah, I just started doing behind the scenes on all of my videos like two years ago. But like there's there's BTS footage like randomly of videos in the past. I think there's actually a little bit of footage from the Lucid Dreams behind the scenes. I need to What's retrieve the, yeah, that. Yeah, your stuff would be crazy, bro. What's yeah. the best like mu music doc of all time, you think? Bro, I don't know. There's so many good ones in different areas. Have you guys watched the Woodstock '99 documentary on? Yeah, everybody talks Netflix? about that. I got, Shit is crazy. I, I'm, I'm gonna I haven't have to go seen Never yet. Say Never by Bieber. Like being straight up, like it's actually fire. I I think I did watch that actually. I'm being, that's my that's take. Fine. I'm not inspiring. I like it. No one's saying anything. No, I haven't seen it. I'm probably not gonna watch we'll that. But I'm watch it. I'm gonna miss that one. All right. It's fire. Have you ever watched like a music video or anything and been like, okay, that was cool, but I would have done this differently or anything? Yeah, I think I think our eyes always operate that way. I'm sure you guys probably watch like podcasts or you watch, you know, a, a workout video or you know, nice. what I'm whatever it may be, and you're like, that dude's <laughs> doing this wrong, or you know, this is incorrect, or for sure, you know, I could do this All better. The time. Or, yeah. Or sometimes like, yo, this is done really well. He's killing it. You know. It's got, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very accurate. Yeah. 
Damn. You nailed that one. Yeah. Do you take the the full send uh, protein supplements? I do no, not. No, what he takes, we don't offer, actually. I do not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fire back at you. <laughs> no. You said what I take is what? We don't Nothing. Offer. I didn't say shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are hit, hitting the weekend tonight? Did you go last night? No, I didn't go last night. I'm going to go tonight, though. How, how crazy? Like, are you just plugged up? Like, any show you want to go to, you're backstage, like, you just hit somebody up and then you're there? Um, I'm, I mean, yeah, if, that, if that's, like, where I want to be, then yeah. But do you like do you like going to shows and like seeing these guys perform live? I really enjoy it. And like someone like the weekend, you get to like admire like you know a superstar yeah, exactly. at work. You know, yeah. like that's like a you know you only get those type of artists once every few. You know, it's a generational artist, so it's that's gonna be crazy. cool to watch. Two fucking sold out shows. Everything's sold out. What's the capacity of where he's sixty? Yeah. We just did Nav okay, earlier nice. today, so he was talking about the weekend too. Bro, oh yeah, he sells out everything. Huh? He sells out everything. Yeah insane he's one of the guys he's one of, he's one of those have, few have you ever worked with any of these guys like when they were earlier on and you just saw the the money catch up to them and they just weren't the same person um yeah yeah absolutely absolutely you keep one of you keep one of name drop huh? yeah <laughs> no but i'm just no drop. but yeah, no i'm just asking like does that does that kind of bother you when you're like bro like no I don't, I don't think it bothers me i think everyone you know we have to understand that like everyone grew up differently you know what I mean? Everyone has different perspectives on life. And I try to like always like understand that in every moment that I'm in. So when I see someone act a certain way, like that's that's what they're doing. And there's probably a reason for, for why they're acting like that. Or maybe, you know, success came at the wrong point in their life or whatever. They're just not mentally grounded enough to handle that moment or whatever it may be. And I just try to be open minded about all those things. So you got to let people do what they do. And I never offer advice unless it's asked like for. So I don't know. I, I think it's it's interesting to see how people handle success. Though. Yeah, for sure. Smart motherfucker right here. Yeah, it's pretty so crazy. That's what bro. I would say. <laughs> Straight up. Well, that's why I wanted to do this one. Damn, bro. I'm impressed. Learn, right? Thank cool. you, man. That's why I'm, I'm so curious. Where does it, it just comes from your experience, just life experience? Well, or, I mean, you I, dealt with a lot of loss, you said? What did you lose? What did you lose? Uh, well, I, I lost my, my, I grew up without a dad. My dad committed suicide when I was two. So I was raised by my mom and uh, my two sisters. Um, my mom obviously worked a lot. My sisters were incredible. My mom is like a one of one lady. I could talk about her all day. We could have spent this whole podcast talking about my mom. We would have like had stuff wow, to really talk about. Me. I lost my father when when uh when I was six. He hung himself. And my dad hung himself too. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That hit me. Yeah. So I think that and then, you know, the juice thing was, you know, a, a big loss in my life. Mac impacted me. Uh, you know, and then my brother. So I'd say those things for sure, but I I would give credit to my mom. I don't know, like I don't know. I give credit to my mom for the compliments that you're throwing at me. I appreciate them. But I'm yeah. sure she would too. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Fuck, you figured it out. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you, sir. I'm really impressed. You ever think the rap scene's gonna change? Cause like all these young dudes, like there's a lot of young guys that are passing away young, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like it's happening a lot. Yeah. You think uh, that's ever going to change where people are like, fuck, man, we can't be taking all this shit and doing this, things a certain way? It's a really good question. Um, I hope so. Um, I hope so. I, I, I think it, it, there's, you know, drug usage and all these things. They're very normalized in music and, and especially in rap music. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I have the proper answer for that. I don't know what's going to happen. But I hope that it gets better. Yeah. 
seems like it's hard to be that guy that's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta chill out to tell somebody that. Yeah, I think it's it's all about how you bring it to someone. I think a lot of people are like get defensive, you know. Sure. And I've learned that like people who are addicted to to substances, like if they want to change, then yeah, it's up to like, them. Then it's up to them. no one can tell them. So I think like leading them to the water is always great, but being very um, not being too forceful with anything because then you just there's you guys are gonna separate, you know. Sure. You guys push each other away. So I think helping someone recover or like, you know, break through addiction is just being there for them and like, you know, spending good time with them and being like uh, a positive force in their life. Mm-hmm. And then that can maybe inspire them. But if they, they have to make change themselves. I, I'm sorry. I want to go back to this dad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm just so interested in this. Um, why did you, do you know why your dad took his life? Uh, so he, there was a couple attempts um, prior to, to when he actually did it and um i think I, my theory that, that i've come up with for it that that brings me peace is uh the idea of he know he knew how incredible my mother was and i think that maybe um he had some of his own issues of uh you know like he, i don't know that he 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 was like uncomfortable he's very um i don't know if insecure is the proper word but he like the way my mom tells it at least is like he didn't really um want her to do many things and like he, he kind of wanted to like be the man of the house and like tried to provide even though like he wasn't really bringing in much money we were pretty poor but he didn't he also didn't want my mom to work because there's like this weird i don't know uh what the proper word would be but i think power he, struggle yeah it was like a power struggle i guess and uh i think he saw the potential in what my mom could be and how she could raise you know all the children and and uh, I think it was like a sacrifice that he made that he that he knew he had to make that would, you know, take our family in the best direction possible. Um, I just feel like he knew he couldn't be the provider that that he should be. Where where did it when when you first uh, were confronted with that? Do you, do you remember? Obviously, you're very very young, but your first I guess realization of your father's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, how old were you? Um, probably like. I, I I remember like all my friends obviously like had you know two parents and their dad at least or whatever it may be and uh I remember um like they'd play catch and like you know their dads were football coaches and things like that yeah. like, I played football my whole life and, like sports and stuff so I remember just not having that and that was like always a uh you know that was something that I always noticed, you know, and that was when I, but my mom would play catch me in the front yard. Like she tried to play both roles. So she did a really good job of that. But yeah, I'd say like, you know, dad's just doing dad's dad, dad stuff with their yeah. kids and th- those being my friends and like seeing that and no, noticing like I didn't have that, you know? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm right. not trying to make it all sad. And shit, no, you're good. It's, it's, I I'm just don't talk about it sure. often. So it's, it's, it's enjoyable when did I it, do. Did it like, did it, do you think it changed you? Do you think it made you think or look at life, dif- life differently? Because I know it changed me, man, for sure. No, I think 100% it changed me because it put me into a different role within my family. You know, I felt like I was like I had, you know, I was on a mission Be more in to, charge. to, you know, lead and, and, and take care of these these amazing women in my life and, you know, be the man of the house kind of thing. That's probably why you, you've, you're at the, in the position you're at now at such a young age. Right, mm-hmm. being in, be, even being in those like circumstances where you talk about like 
with M and Dre and all these this amazing place that you've come to at 26 years old is like so fucking impressive, man. Like it's it's a, it's yeah, incredible. Sit back and be like, what you've accomplished, like holy shit. Like you're not like 40. You're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not. You're you're so young doing this. Um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I, I think sometimes maybe it's 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 always moving. So you never like you never stop and like I think it's important you stop and like like take account and take inventory of the things you're thankful for and then you just keep on moving. But I man, I feel like I'm living in a dream every day. Like I'm very very thankful. I'm very happy. Like I'm having so much fun like yeah i'm in the best state of mind i think i've ever been in right now um and i think a big part of that is just remembering every day to be like very very thankful and like understand that like this is a very special and unique life and you know i get the opportunity to you know tell my story and and, and there's people that, that trust me to tell theirs too so i think i think that's key that you just have it seems like you have so much more that you want to achieve too. I feel like that's such a key thing is to yeah. like, you're not like Ten. comfortable with where you are. Like yeah. you still have like the movies, the docs, yeah. like probably so much other shit that you're like yeah. the theme park. Like, so do you feel like you're not even like, like people will say like, yo, like how do you feel? But you're like, yo, I'm not done. Yeah. Type shit. Right. Well, I, I think we should never get comfortable. I think as soon as you start to get comfortable, it goes back to what we were saying about people who, you know, kind of mismanage their success. It's like, I think it's the best way to put it would be like they, they get comfortable. And I think, you can never get comfortable and you can always continue to have ideas and aspirations and ambitions then you know then you'll always be disruptive it's actually a good it's a way to good way to simplify it right? yeah i mean it's yeah. also how you learn the most right because yeah. like you're gonna if you're if you're continuing to try to move forward and you're gonna fuck things up and something's gonna work something's gonna stick mm. and it's just like that's how you become the best version of yourself and yeah. also the best version of like whatever you're trying to actually accomplish exactly right because you you fuck it up and you'll learn from it exactly and and like to go back to kind of what you were just saying too, like with what you guys got going on, like I look at, I look at it and it's just like it blows my mind, um, because like I, I watched you guys do like the pranks and stuff of you in like the, the, uh, the college rooms and and <laughs> fucking around with people and and going to the grocery store and stuff and seeing what you guys have built it into is like really really cool and I think it's, it's the same mindset of like never getting comfortable. It's like knowing that there's things in completely different industries that we can mm -hmm. you know we can disrupt and we can have fun there's so many areas to have fun and we just can't limit ourselves or box ourselves in like you guys this is a fucking seltzer like this. yeah you guys are pretty similar kind of like come up stories like yeah 100%. i think believing in yourself that's something i noticed too like you just say mm -hmm. yo i'm gonna go with my gut and that's what it takes when you get to that point self-integrity because people can always tell you what to do or give you opinions but at the end of the day if you trust yourself mm. and that's where you've gone yeah because right? people always think they're, they're like yo this is it like but it's kind of like yo like there's so much more to do like yeah. you know but there's I think, so much more and that's what makes it so exciting time and yeah like, it's so exciting but I if think. you get comfortable you're just like that's it that's when you start doing yeah. shit you're not supposed to be doing you're like Absolutely. you've achieved everything you want to achieve and then it's like you go down a bad path mm -hmm. that was amazing man yeah I love you got it. any more jokes uh no, more no, i'm tapped yeah. out I mean, if there's, if there's any un untold crazy stories you want to give us, a night out or something. <laughs> I got a lot of crazy stories. Yeah, what's like the... You got to have some shit where you were just like, woke up the next morning and you're like, whoa. What's like what a crazy, like, you've been, you must have been to some crazy parties in LA, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff. What's like... We've been at any, the same ones. Is there any mm. crazy no, party yeah, LA <laughs> story you could tell us that won't get you into trouble? That won't get me into trouble, I don't know. 
I feel like they all get you into trouble. Yeah, I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't get invited to the same ones you're going to, but yeah, they're probably pretty crazy. They're pretty crazy. So, <laughs> like, we can all roll together tonight if you guys want. Us four. Oh, is, I us thought it was just us three thing. Yeah, it's just like a us four thing. Yeah. Cool. So there's only yeah. two spots in the sprinter. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 Cool. I'll follow. Yeah, you follow. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, we good? Yeah, I think so. That was awesome. What do you guys yeah, think? No, I'm, I, I, that was, that was yeah, great, man. Bro, you're a legend. Thank yeah. you. You guys are legends. This Thank is so one of our most uh, fire episodes. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. I, yeah, think I really like enjoyed that, for real. Deep Thank one. You. It's good to have Brad, yeah. too, on these oh, yeah. ones. Uh, shout out to Cole, man. You're going to the weekend tonight? Yes, sir. Yeah. We're all yeah. It's going to be lit. It's going to be super lit. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, bro. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's go. Shout out to Cole. All right, man. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it was fun.